Hey guys, sorry for the interruption. I'm Dave, creator, host, narrator, writer, producer, and, well, I guess you could just say the mind behind AIC Stories. That's right. Like you guys probably know, AIC Stories is a very small, independent, one-man operation. And as you probably know, creating a podcast, especially one with multiple series like AIC Stories, takes a lot of work, a lot of time, effort, and, let's be honest, a lot of money. That's why I wanted to take just a second to let you know that if you love AIC Stories and want to help support the show, you can do that now in a couple different ways, including at buymeacoffee.com slash AIC Stories. Buy Me A Coffee is a way for you as a listener to help keep the lights on and keep the stories flowing. Every little bit helps, and while I was very hesitant to even think about asking anyone for money because, well, who likes to do that? I had more than a few people ask how they could help support AIC Stories, and I figured, why not? People were asking, so let's give you guys the option. And truly, the support means the world to me, so I do sincerely thank you for that. Of course, I know not everyone is in a position to financially support the show through Buy Me A Coffee, but that doesn't mean you still can't help me out immensely. If you can take a second to leave a rating and review, or even just share the show on social media or tell your friends about all the great storytelling content happening right here at AIC Stories, you'll be helping me out just as much as any financial support through Buy Me A Coffee would. And I'm eternally grateful for any and all help that you guys can give me. Like I said, this is a small independent podcast and it takes a lot of work to keep this thing going and any of this help that you can do really just means the world to me and helps me keep delivering better and better content to you guys each and every week. So jump over to buymeacoffee.com slash AIC stories or just visit AICstories.com and you'll find all the links right there if you want to help financially support AIC stories. Or, of course, you can find me on social media everywhere at AIC Stories. And you can leave a rating, review in the podcast player of your choice. So share the show, tell your friends, rate and review if you can. And if you're able to and interested, buymeacoffee.com slash AIC Stories is where you can go to financially support the show and, and help keep these stories flowing. I do truly appreciate it. I'm sorry for the interruption here. Now, let's get to our regularly scheduled programming. Mystery Minnesota is an original fiction podcast from Adventures in Creativity Productions. Call it an anthology of strange stories, mysteries of a punishing land, and the people that call it home. And these stories impacted one man's life in a way he never anticipated. Believe them or don't. But remember, these stories are told in order, so make sure and start at the beginning. Don't worry, we'll be here whenever you catch up. Welcome to Mystery Minnesota. Secrets have, well, they have this way of twisting and transforming our insides. A slow and steady erosion of our happiness until suddenly you find yourself lashing out, feeling bitter, feeling like the world is toying with you because it knows what you hold inside. And much like Poe's telltale heart, you hear that steady thumping of guilt pounding louder and louder until you are sure that everyone else is in on it and now only play along to torment you as a punishment for your misdeeds. All you have to do is tell the truth, spill the beans, 
but you can't or won't out of fear of anger, resentment, and disappointment. Until, well, until you finally have no choice. You've been twisted and chewed up from the inside so badly that it all comes bursting forth in a fire hose of shame. You know, out of all the weirdness of this whole experience, my my search for Mystery Minnesota, the question of who left me that note, old Zeke and Ben, Sven's last swim, Roger's tragedy and my own physical pain from the attack, that moment, the moment I called my brother Squeaks out of anger. A name that I knew haunted him from those early years. That, that is one of the two most painful moments of this whole experience and the one I absolutely regret the most. As we crossed over the dead grass wasteland that was the Selfridge farm and the green grass returned, my anger vanished mid-sentence and the reality of what I had just done hit me, and hit me hard. I, I don't think my brother and I had ever fought like that, had ever said or done anything with the intent to be as hurtful and malicious as I had in that moment. And while it may not have been completely my own doing, since there was definitely something weird polluting everything around the Selfridge place, including our minds, I, I still said it. I am the one, I, I still did it, and I couldn't take it back. He flinched as the words came out, the tears flowing in his eyes a flash of pain before something else replaced them as he told me he, he had something to tell me. Between my, my brother and I growing up, I was absolutely much closer to our grandpa than he had been. Not that our grandpa didn't love and care for us both equally, but it was always me that got to tag along whenever he'd go fishing or hunting. It was always me that he asked to help with the garden. Always me that followed close by his side whenever I could, wherever he went. I. I guess I always told myself it was because my brother just wasn't into hunting and fishing like I was. That he would rather play video games than spend time in the garden. Didn't like sleeping anywhere but his own room. Maybe that was true at, at least in part, but the truth is my brother didn't need the constant reminder he was loved, that he was wanted, that he was seen. I did. He was always Mr. Independent, uh, perfectly happy off on his own, doing his own thing without the need for someone to be there holding his hand or babysitting him. He didn't need that kind of public affection or validation. 
I did. Hmm. Look, like I said, I know he looked up to me and was always there by my side, ready for the next adventure, but it wasn't because he wanted to be just like me. Nah. I I think he did it, whether whether he wanted to or not, because he was worried about me. Worried that if he wasn't there with me, well, I'd be alone and he somehow just knew that I'm I'm not made for that. I, I guess you could say he became my younger, older brother. Always looking out for me and letting me think it was always the other way around. It was always my idea. I was the one letting him tag along. God, I'm such a fool. I, I really don't deserve a brother like him and I'd give anything to, well... I... I just hope I make him proud is all. I know I didn't make myself proud that night as we drove away down that dirt road leading back towards town from the Selfridges. We sat there in the car in silence for some time. Tires crunching over gravel, the wind rushing through open windows to cool us down as the silence grew and threatened to overtake us both. I remember hearing the frogs singing in the swamp as we drove, as almost like they were mocking us, betting to see who would break that silence, that tension first. And finally, as the car rolled to a stop at the stop sign where the dirt road met pavement once again, we ended it all in a tie. The words blurting out of our mouths at the same time followed quickly by stammerings of, uh, Sorry, you go ahead. No, you go. No, no, it's fine. You started first. <laughs> with, a, with a deep sigh, I reached over and I put my hand on his shoulder. I'll, uh, I'll never forget that moment. The words were... They were thick in my throat as I fought back the swelling tears that I knew were looming. My hand on his shoulder as he stared at me with eyes already full of tears, red and bloodshot from the effort of trying to hold it in. I, I remember feeling a bit of shock. I, I knew I hurt him, but I didn't realize it hurt him that bad, but there it was. Those familiar eyes I'd seen my whole life, those eyes of my baby brother looking at me as tears streamed forth from a well of sadness so deep I, I couldn't see the bottom. I don't know that I'd ever seen his eyes that sad. Before, uh, before my throat collapsed under the pressure of my own tears, I, I croaked out the words, I'm sorry and I love you. I told him how I, I don't know what came over me or why I had been so angry to do that to him, and, and it was way out of line. I'll be honest, once those words started, I, I don't remember all of what I said because I kind of just became a blubbering, incoherent mess of apologies and I love yous and tears and snot. Until I realized the confused look on his face. You see, that sadness now, <laughs> it had a tint of confusion and amusement. 
borderline laughter as a smirk came to his face that I knew all too well. It was... <laughs> it, it was his signature dude. The hell are you talking about? You sound like a moron right now, but I'm just gonna let you keep digging that hole, smirk, that I've seen far too often in my life. And as my words trailed off, that sadness overtook his eyes, and that smirk was replaced with a grimace, and he once again said, I have something to tell you. Pulling up onto the paved section of road leading back towards home, it was his words coming in a croaky whisper at first, eyes fixed on the road ahead but tension in his voice like someone just admitting to murder. The, uh, the note in Grandpa's pocket was a lie. At, at least I thought it was. He began. See, I... I know how close you were with him, and I knew how hard his passing would hit you, and I needed to try to help somehow, I just didn't know how. That is until I heard about Walter getting sent to the hospital. Had heard rumors about why he was there, and heard the first whisperings of people referring to it jokingly as Mystery Minnesota. So I... I thought maybe it would be the distraction you needed to help you process the grief a bit easier. I, I had a guy at work write the note, I told him what to say, and then the day of the funeral I slipped away quick and hid the note in that pocket. It, it wasn't real. None of this was real. I mean, I figured you'd start looking online or something and find some of the crazy stories the old-timers talk about, but I figured that's all it would be. Then, well, you told me about Ben and Sven and old Zeke, and I thought it was just some weird coincidence. I mean, it still is more than likely that it was just a guy suffering dementia and a kid overwhelmed with some sort of stress and imagining things, but... Then the stuff with Roger happened, and that blood, and all those gashes all over you, those weren't fake. They, they weren't, they, they weren't fake. It's not fake. By then, his words trailed off as he swallowed hard. Fighting the urge to hyperventilate, to, to say I was stunned, well, that's an understatement. I, I didn't know what to say. How was I supposed to react to that? It was all just some elaborate hoax he had pulled because he thought I was too weak to handle the death of our grandpa. His words fanned the flames of anger that I had been feeling earlier. How dare he send me on this goose chase, not tell me it was fake. Who was he to decide that I was too weak to deal with my own grief? But quickly, the anger was smothered, and as he broke down and cried, the kind of cry that comes from feeling extreme regret, sadness, and shame, between sobs he told me he was sorry. He never meant for this to happen, and he repeated over and over, it, it wasn't real. Just over and over, it wasn't 
real. I'm sorry. It wasn't supposed to be real. I... I made him stay pulled over because e even though I was still on the mend from my brush with Peppermint, I was still in much better shape to drive than he was at that moment. We stood there, gnats and mosquitoes swarming in the headlights of the car as the chorus of frogs and crickets and other nightlife of the swamp sang their tune behind us. All I could do was grab him in a hug. <laughs> Imagine that sight, these two dudes on the side of the road just sobbing on each other's shoulders as they, <laughs> as they hugged it out in the darkness, getting chewed alive by mosquitoes and gnats. <laughs> you know... I, I, I couldn't even be mad at him. I mean, even though it turned out to be a pretty wild and crappy ride, his, his intentions were spot on and, and true. I don't want to admit it, but I'm not sure I could have handled my grief without the puzzle of Mystery Minnesota to keep me occupied as I work through it. And even though it nearly proved deadly, I, I can't say I regret this adventure. Meeting these people, hearing their stories, well, it's, it's changed me, and I think for the better. But this story, well, it's, it's far from done, and I better stop with the mushy, lovey-dovey baloney if I hope to finish it, so. The thing is, one thing was certain. That was the moment that this all went from being my search for Mystery Minnesota to being our adventure and quest to uncover what lay at the bottom of all of this. My brother and I were once again setting sail together. We both decided it would be safer in the end, and with that we hopped back in the car and shoved off into the night, bursting into laughter as we realized we never found out if the Selfridges could get us to the spot Walter claimed to have seen up in that valley. With the Selfridge place behind us, far in the distance, finally, the air was clear between us, and we both felt unstoppable under that warm late summer sky. Stars twinkling above, frogs, crickets, everything singing out in the swamp. The night sky a chorus, kind of cheering us on, I guess you could say. We'd call Arnie tomorrow. Tonight, we grabbed some beers and enjoyed our freedom from the secrets. Mystery Minnesota is an Adventures in Creativity production written, produced, and performed by David Swiduck. You can find out more about the show and all of the others at AICpod.com. If you're enjoying what you hear, be sure to reach out to us on social media by following at AIC Stories on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or, of course, you can email us via the contact form on the site. If you want to support the show and help more people discover and uncover the mysteries we're exploring, you can leave us a review or, most importantly, share Mystery Minnesota with your friends. Look, 
No matter where you hang out, be it Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or Instagram, word of mouth is still the best thing you can do to help support life here in Mystery Minnesota. So don't be shy. Let people know what's up. Of course, we'd love it if you checked out all of the other storytelling fun happening with Adventures in Creativity Productions as well. So while you're at AICpod.com, go ahead and explore all of the other content right there. You can get all of the great projects like Faded Words and Adventures in Creativity in one convenient place by subscribing to AIC Stories in the podcast app of your choice. Really is the best way to keep up with everything we have coming up for you on Adventures in Creativity Productions. But if you only want to follow the story of Mystery Minnesota, you can find us under Mystery Minnesota in your podcatcher or at anchor.fm slash mysteryminnesota. So get yourself all caught up and stick with us, because there's more to the story here in Mystery Minnesota.